Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Thursday. Thursday, October the 19th. A little rainy, a little wet, but still it's a good day. They're all good days. Great day, great day. Um, on our show today, our sports guy with the Indianapolis recorder, Danny Bridges, has promised that he is back with us today. Um, Danny got a little delayed last week, but he said, I'm there. I'm there today. So anyway, uh, we'll hear what Danny has for us um, this week. Um, earlier this year, uh, he replaced the Reverend Jesse Jackson as head of the Rainbow Push Coalition. And later next week, he's going to be here in Indianapolis on another mission, which you'll also find out about coming up. That plus Danny Bridges with our sports, uh, both in our second hour. Right now, uh, the lines are open, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. I uh, want to send out a congratulations right now, this afternoon, to the Country Kitchen. Um yeah, talked to them yesterday, uh, and today is their day. Uh, the, this restaurant, as you know, uh, is is an Indianapolis institution. It's a landmark. Uh, it's it's just a longstanding uh, place in, that that holds a very special place in our community. Um, longstanding institution that holds a special place. Uh, a couple of hours ago, they cut the ribbon. Uh, to their newly renovated restaurant and event center, newly renovated, newly rebuilt. Um, everything is is still at the the old location. That's the only thing that that uh, didn't change is the address. The address remains the same, 1831 North College Avenue. Again, 1831 North College Avenue. Um, it's just that it, it it's bigger, it's better. There is an event center, 910 North Event Center, uh, that is also uh, there on the property. So, um, yeah, it, it should just be a nice, uh, just a really nice addition to the community. Um, like I said, rebuilt, bigger, and better. Uh, a few hours from now at 5 o'clock, uh, Country Kitchen is going to be open for business to the public. Uh, open for business to the public. Um Again, as you know, uh, the kitchen was closed uh, in January of 2020 after devastating fire just absolutely destroyed their building, totaled it for the most part. Um, they were able to stay open, though, uh, because even though through COVID-19, uh, the emergency, the construction delays and some others, they were open, able to open up a temporary kitchen uh, at a location that handled uh, takeouts and a limited menu, but they were able to, to, to you know, to stay stay afloat. So, um, again, as of today, they are back home and up to full speed, full menu, plus new menu additions, bigger and better than ever, 1831 North College Avenue. And, again, uh, we'll be open to the public for dinner starting tonight at 5 o'clock um, as uh, as Cynthia, one of the owners, uh, the, one of the Wilson, one of the owners said, um, 
recommend excuse me reservations are recommended but not necessary again re reservations are recommended but not necessary and if you know anything about the history of the kitchen it was 100% walk in you just walked in and sit down and ate you never had to make a reservation but tonight being special different a lot of folks might not be a bad idea to uh, to make a reservation um, our lines are open 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310, talk about whatever it is you want to talk about until our guests arrive. Um, the other order of business, uh, as I promised yesterday and the day before that, and probably the day before that, but anyway, all this week, we are giving away two tickets to our Praise Indie Pastor and Clergy Appreciation Luncheon. Again, we are giving away two tickets to our Praise Indie. Pastor and Clergy Appreciation Luncheon. Uh, the luncheon is coming up Thursday, October 26th from 11.30 a.m. until 1.30. So if you're going to call in and try to get these tickets, it's coming up Thursday, um, October 26th, 11.30 a.m. until 1.30 p.m. It'll be held at the Madam Walker Legacy Center. If you are caller number 10 right now, if you are caller number 10 right now to the number 317-239-1310, You'll win those tickets. Again, caller number 10 to the number 317-239-1310 wins the tickets. Uh, your chance to win a pair of tickets to our Praise Indy Pastor and Clergy Appreciation Luncheon just opened up just now. So if you're listening, paying attention, you want to go to the luncheon and you want to go free, be caller number 10 to 317-239-1310, and hopefully you can get in and uh, and get those two tickets. Again, the event's coming up Thursday, October 26th at the Walker, uh, and is an invitation-only event, actually. Caller number 10, 317-239-1310. Good luck. Um, the... Uh, one of the things I, I thought that, you know, again, in addition to calling about the um, uh, the luncheon, free tickets to the luncheon, uh, the, the lines, like I say, are open uh, for a little bit until we, you know, until we go into uh, talking with our guests that we have scheduled. The lines are open, 317-239-1310 for that as well. Um, one of the things I thought that might be of interest today was a story that I came across, and I ended up reading more about it, and I watched it, and I watched it again. I said, you know what, I'm going to share this on the show. Um, again, it caught my eye, uh, and it was a report yesterday uh, from our news gathering partners at WRTV6. Um, on Wednesday, I guess, yesterday, uh, we I found out that there was a group of women and their supporters, because there were some men in there, too. It wasn't all just women. There were some men in there, too. Um, they gathered downtown at the State House, uh, demanding that state lawmakers end, that means end, put an end to the 7% sales tax on feminine hygiene products, specifically tampons and pads. So why? You ask, well, it has to do with what the women are saying is legislative fairness to women when it comes to essential versus non-essential needs. Uh, we're going to take a listen to that in just a moment here. Um, well, um, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that up in just a second. We're gonna get uh, get our other callers uh, situated as far as you know. You all are calling into. Uh, to the station for those tickets to the pastor appreciation lunch. Ah, oh, ha 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 ha. Uh, okay, um, 
the tickets are gone. The tickets are gone. Sky just sent me a note, a message right here. Uh, Sky not. Yep, Sky is nodding. Yes, they are gone. Uh, we do have a winner. The winner's name is Lisa. So, Lisa, congratulations. You are caller number 10. You've won a pair of tickets to our Praise Indy Pastor and Clergy Appreciation Luncheon Thursday, October 26th at the Madam Walker Legacy Center. So, congratulations, Lisa. Um Everyone, uh, tomorrow, another opportunity, so make sure you listen once again uh, for your chance to win uh, tickets to the Praise Indy Pastor and Clergy uh, Appreciation Luncheon. So um, back back to what I was talking about uh, that, that happened down at the state. Again, lines are open for whatever you want to talk about. Uh, this is just something I wanted to share with you because... Even though I can see how maybe the topic might make some people uh, a little uncomfortable, but I think it goes to um, a lot of the tone deafness toward women that we see here in the state of Indiana by our state lawmakers. And the fact that women uh, have to remind these legislative bodies, which are mostly men, that feminine hygiene products— like pads and tampons are essential because it is an essential bodily function for women. So um, uh, they they gathered to make their voices heard and their points known. Um, what do you think? Tell me what you think. I'm going to play the the story. What what are your thoughts on this? Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Sky, let's take a listen to RTV6's story. Indiana is one of 20 states that still has a sales tax on tampons and other feminine hygiene products. People came together today at the state house to address their concerns about this. WRTV's Meredith Hackler shows us what they're urging lawmakers to do in the next legislative session. Items that are considered a necessity, like food and certain medical devices, don't have a sales tax, but tampons and other feminine hygiene products do. A sales tax many people want to see eliminated. Okay, what's the sale today? What can I get? And or what do I need to put back? It always is a like a back and forth. Elizabeth Hartsock has endometriosis, which causes her period to be heavier than normal, creating a larger expense when she buys menstrual products. It is essential for me to get this oat milk because I have like a gluten intolerance and it's essential that I get these pads because I'm a menstruating human being. Those are both essential items for me as a person. Indiana has a 7% sales tax and makes $5.6 million a year off of the taxes it collects on period products. Do we tax menstrual products? State Senator Shelley Yoder has been trying to repeal the tax on feminine hygiene products for years. Last legislative session, she says she received bipartisan support, but the bill eventually died. We as a state have decided we're not going to tax lottery tickets. We're not going to tax RVs. We're not going to tax marshmallow fluff and Twix bars. But we're going to tax a product that is essential. That's all true, according to Indiana law. Wake up and feel our pain. 
and the tampon tax in Indiana. And that's why several organizations and Hoosiers came to the state house on Wednesday. They hope Indiana lawmakers will join most of the other states in our country and repeal the tax on period products in the upcoming legislative session. The state of Indiana does, should not be able to have a say that one of those items is more essential than the other. At the state house, Meredith Hagler, WRTV. Democratic State Senator Shelley Yoder says she plans on filing legislation again to repeal the tax on menstrual products. Last legislative session, Senator Kyle Walker was the only Republican to co-author the legislation. If you are in need of free tampons or pads, Feeding America's website says some food banks give those out. Also, Project Period in Central Indiana partners with schools and community resources to provide free menstrual hygiene products to students and families who struggle financially. We have a link to their website in this story. Yeah, yeah, so there, there's that that story. Uh, what do you think? Um, are the women being, uh, are they over the top, or is this something that, uh, I, I don't know. I've already told you what I think, and I, I think that the women are, are spot on because if um, anyone... Uh, even if you're a, a man buying these these products for your daughter, your mother, you know, your your sister, your wife, your girlfriend, even uh, anybody who has ever purchased any of these products, no, they are not cheap. They're not cheap. So uh, 7% sales tax on top of that. But when you look at the classification of the, you know, like food, like she said, is essential. Um, you know, certain things are just essentials, and so they're not taxed. So why the, the and, and the, there is a super GOP majority uh, in the state legislature uh, and why they are so adamantly um, opposed to lifting that sales tax, which is really simple, is really, really simple uh, stroke of the legislative pen um, is beyond me. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I was curious as to what uh, what you may think. Um, is it you know should they we lean on lawmakers a little more to to ease up? I think in in a lot of ways any help financially with essential products. We're not asking for like she said. We're not asking to tax lottery tickets or Twix bars um, or li you know which by the way don't have uh, taxes on them. Um, so there's that's that's an interesting thing. I probably maybe a little more radical about that uh, in thinking. Well, of course they should not tax these products. Of course, uh, these women are correct, and of course um, it should be taken up in the next legislative session, as it was in the prior. The you know as, as uh, uh, Representative Yoder and and the others as the prior sessions um, have been. I just I just thought it was an interesting story, and just curious if you had any thoughts on that. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. If not, you know we don't have to discuss it. I just I just thought it was really interesting. Um, and uh, to, to go a little deeper, a little step deeper, it just kind of points up a lot of uh, the hypocrisy, I guess, of uh, some of these GOP male lawmakers who just simply are, are tone deaf to a lot of things. So um, there was that. Um, the other thing, uh, the other things uh, going on, um, just want to kind of recap some of the stuff. Uh, this this got a lot of discussion uh, earlier in the week regarding um, 
leaf pickup, leaf and trash pickup here uh, in the city. Uh, the, the Department of Public Works has announced uh, their leaf pickup schedule, um, and that's going to start uh, next month. It's going to start next month. Let me find the paper. Um, also, um, the Urban League uh, wants everyone to know that, you know, like I said, today is the 19th, right? Today is the 19th. Tomorrow is the 20th. So a lot of deadlines, including uh, the Urban League's deadline um, for round three of funding in that $100 million African-American Quality of Life grant. Uh, the final day to submit a request uh, for a proposal or an RFP is Friday, October 20th. You can go to IAAQLI.org, IAAQLI.org. Org, uh, to find out more, but um, I don't. I don't know if you uh, were listening yesterday, but uh, was it yesterday? Coburn, Coburn Place was here on uh, Monday. Monday, it was Monday. Uh, this is a, a shelter for a long-term shelter for families uh, impacted by domestic violence. Right? They got four hundred thousand dollars the last round. Four hundred thousand dollars the last round to offer mental health uh programs and so uh the the possibilities of these grants you know it are endless now round three funding i will tell you is going to target organizations and programs focused on employment health and wellness housing and leadership and civic engagement again these are the areas uh that are going to be targeted employment health and wellness housing and leadership and civic engagement uh again interested uh, applicants should uh, go to iaaqli.org funding uh, to review the application requirements uh, there's some tutorial videos that are there uh and uh funding applications everything is on there that you need written questions are going to be ex well no there no more written questions because that, that ended september 19th um all responses will be posted on the website. Uh, okay, that uh, RFP proposals are going to be accepted through October 20th uh, with anticipated award announcements occurring in January of 2024. So if you apply today, uh, by tomorrow, by the deadline tomorrow, you'll know um, if you uh, were able to get funding uh, from that grant um, in January of 2024. So, yeah, it's just... Uh, it's just a wonderful thing, and you know the only the only requirement is that you're a not-for-profit organization that's looking to make um, sustained improvements and/or changes uh, to the quality of life for African Americans living in Indianapolis. That's that's pretty much basically it. Um, uh, the 501c3 thing, uh, you know, trips some folks up because it's your designation as a as a true not-for-profit entity. However, there is nothing that says you can't partner with another entity that has their 501c3. So, yeah, there's that. There is that. So, um, yeah, that's coming up tomorrow. And I would hate to see anybody uh, miss out on uh, so much funding. As you know, the Urban League... Uh, the National Urban League uh, gave the Indianapolis Urban League $100 million um, to uh, distribute over the five years uh, to organizations and not-for-profits that are dedicated to improving the quality of life for African Americans living in Indianapolis. It's a post-George Floyd uh, type of initiative, but I think this one is good. It has legs uh, because it's targeted toward African Americans specifically and targeted toward the sustainability 
of improvements for the quality of life for African-Americans specifically. So tomorrow is the last day. If you haven't applied already for the RFP request for proposals, go to the website, IAAQLI, IAAQLI.org. Um, as far as uh, the DPW and leaf collection dates for 2023, uh, today is, is wet and, and soggy, so it's not exactly a day that you're thinking about, uh, you know, raking up those dried leaves. But it is good to know uh, that uh, collection for the leaves, when it dries out, uh, collection is going to start on Monday. Uh, Monday, November the 6th, and it's going to run through Friday, December the 1st. So, again, collection starts Monday, November 6th, and runs through Friday, December 1st. Um, you can leave up to 40 bags of leaves for pickup a week um, on your regular scheduled collection day. So, through this time that, you know, all of this time, November through all the way into December, uh, you can leave up to 40 bags a week, once a week, for your pickup. Uh, the only guidelines is that they have to be in plastic bags. Uh, paper bags can deteriorate and break apart in inclement weather. Today is a perfect example of why a paper bag full of, I mean, yeah, a paper bag full of leaves would not work because it would be soaked and impossible to pick up and load into whatever uh, the truck would be because plastic, uh, paper falls apart. So uh, this is one time when you prefer to use plastic. Uh, you got to keep your bags at least uh, three feet away from your trash cart so that uh, those who are collecting them can pick them up more easily. And they need to be outside by 7 a.m. on your normal trash day. Uh, I would recommend putting them out the night before so that you don't miss the 7 a.m. deadline for the leaf pickup. Uh, anything could happen. And uh, the, the trash pickup could be early, could be there. But just, just put them out the night before. And, again, you can leave up to 40 bags, up to 40 bags a week. So 40 plastic bags a week. Um, Southside Landfill is not offering composting. Uh, instead, uh, the, um, the city is saying that you can take your leaves to Green Cycle for composting. Uh, the city says, however, that Green Cycle does charge um, a $20 fee for that. So uh, DPW is also asking if those uh, storm drain inlets uh, in your neighborhood uh, happen to get covered with, with leaves, which they often do, uh, be a good neighbor uh, and a good citizen and just pull those out of there. Keep them clean if you can because it will keep um, drainage and flooding problems at bay. It will keep everything from draining and flooding. So there's that. 317-239-1310, The other piece of news and information I wanted to share with you, uh, the city council recently made it possible, this is happening tomorrow as well, for the establishment, I don't know, we, we haven't talked about it, and we may be able to get somebody on by tomorrow, I'm hoping we can, uh, but for the establishment of the Madam C.J. Walker Memorial Way, how big is that? That is great. It's a uh, uh, the Madam C.J. Walker Memorial Way is going to be a stretch, or already is a stretch um, along Indiana Avenue, and it'll be officially dedicated, and will receive a sign marker uh, tomorrow evening, tomorrow night. So that starts at 5:30 uh, over there at the Walker, um, and it's going to be part of a, a free community open house that they're having tomorrow. Uh, following the formal dedication and the, the sign marker and everything, uh, those who are attending the open house participants can enjoy Indiana Avenue tours uh, with Samson Levingston. Um, 
Uh, his Through Two Eyes tours, uh, he will be doing those, conducting those. There will also be an art reception featuring fine art by Kevin Nance West, by Kevin Nance West. So uh, there's that. Um, the other information that I wanted to share with you, this is tonight. The other things I was telling you were, well, tonight is the opening of the Country Kitchen. Tomorrow, the deadline for the Urban League uh, Quality of Life uh, re re proposals. Uh, tomorrow is also the formal uh, dedication of the official stretch along Indiana Avenue, soon to be recognized as uh, the Madam uh, C.J. Walker uh, Memorial Way. And then tonight, from 5 until 8 o'clock, uh, the Center Township Trustee's Office is going to be hosting a free, uh, yes, you heard it right, a free uh, community dinner. Uh, the dinner is going to be from 5 until 8 o'clock and is going to be held at the Trustee's Office, uh, Georgia Caution Government Center, 300 East Fall Creek Parkway North. Uh, organizers say the dinner is going to be held on the second floor of the building and, again, is open to any and all uh, and is completely free. So hats off to you guys over there at Center Township. Um, I understand uh, a pretty good menu. I got a little bit. Let's see. What are they going to have? Um, uh, the uh, chicken, ribs, green beans, buttered corn. Okay, buttered corn as opposed to fried corn. I guess salad, dinner rolls, drinks. Uh uh, soft drinks, of course, a uh, whole bunch of other stuff. So that is going to be uh, tonight. Should be a good time, 5 to 8 p.m. Um, and uh, so that, again, is going to be on the second floor uh, of the building uh, this evening. Uh, Lifestyles, go ahead. How are you? Happy Thursday, Tina. How are you? I am well. I'm well. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you're welcome. I kind of, uh, I've really been thinking about this, and it's just uh, no controversy today, but I, I just had an idea. <laughs> I thought those, I thought those, oh, uh, I, those feminine hygiene products might bring a little, but it didn't. Nobody, nobody bit, so that's okay. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, so i kind of been thinking about the walker, and, and you uh -huh. know, I know that IUPUI pretty much... <laughs> has that strip uh, uh -huh. and I you know I would hear stories about businesses when I was a kid uh -huh. and the one the one business that I do remember when I was a teenager was Arlene's music on uh yes uh, I've, I've heard about that but what I would like to see um, and I don't know if they could work out something with IUPUI mm -hmm. but what I would love to see is a a stream of black-owned businesses down, I mean, down, uh, mm. uh, right down that strip. That's like it used to be. Awesome. From what we, yeah, yeah what we've seen, and there's, I've but never. It would be seen. modern. It would be. Uh -huh. We could still squeeze IUPUI stuff in on wherever they. But we need some. I want to see a black Wall Street in Indianapolis. I want to <laughs> see black businesses all down one street. Why not something like that? I know everybody can't do that. I get it, but. Uh -huh. Just because it's the Walker, it just it's a staple for the black that area. Right. I think that that would just that would bring our city really to another standing. I really think that would be a good idea. I don't know who's listening, but if there's any way we could figure out how to stick some businesses down there instead of some apartments, we, you know, we keep doing IUPUI apartments, and you know they well, saturated yeah. with that. But I do know that if you look on the left side and you drive up just a little mm -hmm. with them. The plaza is where they do where Taco Bell and all that is. On the left hand side, there used to be a cleaners. There was a black owned cleaners. Mm -hmm. Those those bill. I think those are empty, and I think that at least I think they're empty. But we could do a couple businesses right in that little right there. I mean, it would be nice to have some black owned businesses with the Walker uh -huh. down that whole strip. That's 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 what I, this is. I I just wonder how. 
I wonder about the the complications that be because I'm sure you're not the first person to to suggest that or to recommend that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're not because that's you know I, I think that would be a dream, uh, a dream yeah. scenario. It's it's that would be awesome. And the other thing, Tina, you know this is this has been my qualm for the last three four years. Why is it that? Uh, why is it that that strip of, of, of strip where the walker is, why is it so raggedy right there? Do you know how long has it it's been? I, and what shocks me about it is that that's IUPUI's area, uh-huh. and it is so, that road, that strip of road has been so raggedy for so many years, I can't believe it. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's like really like, uh, uh, like mm. you're driving on some off-road course. I mean, mm. I'm not exaggerating seriously potholes and all yeah the, so the, equi- the equivalent taking so long yeah. just that strip if they just fix that strip on your way downtown mm. it's embarrassing it's yeah. embarrassing people we got the all-star game coming up we got to get this city together mm. at least we got to put a band-aid on it can you Whoever's can you listening. get can you get some folks together to get that done Let's get it done. I I mean, I know people that do paving and stuff. I mean, I'm just saying we need to put some Band-Aids on some things so that we can. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. At least have a, I'm just saying the all-star game, we've got months for this. What are we? Sometimes I feel like, <clears throat> and I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like um, we're kind of ripping people off when we invite them here to spend their money here because they don't have a lot of stuff. I, I know they have things to do, but not. I just, it's kind of embarrassing. I'll say that it's kind of embarrassing. And well, so, they're, they're certainly not the like natural that. landmark and the natural beauty that a lot of places that are coastal or mountainous or whatever that no, have I'm to not, offer. Yeah, but. We, you know, we're flat. It's flat cornless. Yeah, so I know that yeah. that part. So, But you're yeah, talking just, about things that can be controlled. Yeah, just like, okay, just like when they have the big conventions downtown. Uh-huh. We bring in a lot of money. Yes, we do. We invite people here to do conventions and things, but there's not a lot of, we just don't have that super inviting downtown like other little cities do. Heck, Cincinnati's got a nice downtown. Cincinnati's a river cool. city, though. Cincinnati's a river yeah, city. Yeah, but I'm though, not even so. thinking about, I'm just saying things to do the way it's set up. I'm not even yeah. considering the river part of it. Just their but, downtown. It's just but I think that so does much play. more inviting. That's yeah. all. It, I, I think that does and play Louisville. a role. And, and Louisville. Louisville. But another, another river city. I think that that. You're right. You're right. I think right. that that okay. makes it a lot more inviting, inviting? because of okay. that. Because of everything. Historically, what that has meant to a city, what a what a river or what the mountains or what you know, uh, if lakes. Got any suggestions? We need some. We're not a river city, but we need some. We need something that people can at least. Oh, that's nice in Indy. You know. Oh, their downtown is nice. It's not a river city, but they've got several things to do. Mm. You know. We well, don't have any. We don't have. I mean, restaurants. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we restaurants. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> maybe restaurants. I'm just saying. I mean, we need an amusement park here. Listen, whoever's listening, the old airport would have been a perfect Six Flags Indianapolis, and maybe a casino. Yeah, all that's right. economic and, development and the the ability to attract uh, economic. Um, I need a job. Somebody, yeah, okay. I need a job. I've, okay. I've got some great ideas, people. Seriously, I've okay. got some great ideas. For the city of Indy. <laughs> okay, this is home. I love this place, but I've got some good ideas. All right. Well, keep it coming. Keep them coming. Coming. Keep them coming. All Appreciate right. it. Thank All right. Take care. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Pastor Jeffrey Johnson got some news for you. We'll be right back. 
Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we are back with Community Connection. Our guest, I told I told you all it would be second hour, and bless him's heart, he came in right early. Right early. So we're going to get to Pastor Jeffrey Johnson Sr., Pastor Johnson, welcome back. It's been a it's been a long time since uh, you've been here. Since anybody's really uh, been in pre-pandemic, the pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic. Right, right. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. No, I'm early because they told me to get out here at one thirty. I said, "Well, Tina, know I come in at the last minute." <laughs> so no. your no, your, your team it. told me to get out here at one thirty to make sure I get in the building. Oh, is that right? But thank you for having me, no, and I haven't seen you since before the pandemic. Right. I'm glad you survived it. I'm glad you survived it as well, and it's Hallelujah. good. To, it's good yes. to see. It's it's nice to talk to people face to face instead of uh pandemic style you yes. know <laughs> instead yes. of pandemic style so uh so tell you got some big goings on coming up next week we've been well, talking about a lot of events and, and activities but this is huge next week for yeah, you and we celebrate what urban league is is doing and having to think through all mm-hmm. of that and that's certainly a blessing to the indianapolis community and let me uh say uh as as we're here in the month of october which is the month that we have an appreciation for our clergy. It's National uh, Clergy Appreciation Month. So let me celebrate <laughs> all the preachers, all the ministers, all the pastors with a call on your life and uh, being out uh, on, the, on the front lines of what we're trying to do in community. Yes, saving souls, but also in the social peace uh, and social justice and equality. So uh, congratulations to all of you. Please continue to do what you're doing, and we're all going to continue to pray for one another. Mm-hmm. And um, But, yeah, we got some great things coming up at Eastern Star Church. We are mm-hmm. in Indianapolis in Fishers, Indiana. We have a revival that is coming up, and mm-hmm. I know Indianapolis wanted to hear about it because Dr. Frederick Douglass Haynes III <laughs> is our speaker. He's been coming to Eastern Star Church for more than 30 years. He's mm-hmm. in and out of Indianapolis for so many groups. The new president of Rainbow Coalition in yeah. Chicago uh, and uh, just what he means to the Indianapolis community. So Dr. Haynes is going to be with us October the 24th, 25th, and 26th. And we want oh. everybody to come out and be a part of that. He's going to be here for three days in a row because he's usually I'm, in and out. Yeah, and you know, and m- most churches have made a shift. We were talking before we came on uh-huh. on the air about just doing things differently, and most churches have made a shift. But in Indianapolis, Eastern Star Church, we're one church in three locations. <laughs> okay. So you can't just come into one location and get out of here. So he's going to be at all three of our locations. October the 24th on Tuesday, he'll be at our Fishers campus at 7 p.m., and then on the 25th, October uh, on Wednesday, he will be at our main location on East 30th Street mm-hmm. uh, on at noon and 7 p.m. And then we'll finish the revival on Thursday out at our Cooper Row location on the northwest mm-hmm. side of Indianapolis at 7 p.m. So, Dr. Haynes, we're going to work him. He's, mm-hmm. he's got a wonderful gift of God, a, a great anointing that God has placed on his life. And I, I don't want Indianapolis to miss that. So bring your family, bring your friends, open your heart, mind, and souls to the word of God that he has for us. I, I want to circle back to Dr. Haynes a little because you, you kind of you didn't gloss over it. 
you just like matter of fact. It, yeah, he's the head of Rainbow Push Coalition, but he has taken the baton from none other than the absolutely great Jesse Jackson, Reverend Jesse Jackson. So, so Dr. Haynes is, and I, I, I liked what he said. I was listening to an interview that he did. He said that I'm, I stand on his shoulders. He said because I could never fill his shoes. They're huge. Yeah. Uh, but the significance of that, because that, I, I think you coined it one time when you were here, and I remember I wrote it down: social expressions of faith. Yeah. Yeah, social expressions exactly. of faith. Yeah. So it, and to take over that groundbreaking, historic, and so such an essential initiative, that's that's saying something about what he brings and what he offers. So can you elaborate a little bit more? I mean, of all of the folks that could have taken over for Reverend Jesse Jackson, this man who has, has a home in Indianapolis and a lot of times at your church it was the was the chosen one. Yeah, and, and, and you're right about that. There are a lot of great men and women that are doing things for social justice mm -hmm. that could have stepped right in behind Reverend Jackson and done a great job. Mm -hmm. It's really weird for me because I met Jesse Jackson when I was 14 years old at Arlington <laughs> High School. Okay. You may be poor, but you, you are, are somebody. somebody. You may be yeah, black, I, but you are. So uh, Jawanza Kajufu says you that a black boy at 12 years old gets so enamored by a man that he spends the rest of his life trying to be like him. Al I wasn't Sharp. 12. I was 14. You were 14. I yeah. met Jesse Jackson. Wow. Jesse Jackson, when he would come to Indianapolis all the time, would have me <laughs> driving him around. I was his driver many of those times. And that you weren't 14 and, then, uh, though. No, you, no, 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 no. I finally grown up. Grown up. So. And Pastor used to start church. He hit right. me up, hey, uh -huh. I'm coming. Yeah, I need yeah. you. So I'm uh -huh. driving. I'm just driving around listening to him. And he helped me to understand it's not just a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That social expression of faith that you mentioned, and he helped me to understand legislation. He helped me to understand policies and inclusiveness and equality. Jesse Jackson did that. I went to college with Freddie Haynes. Ah. So when I left Arlington High School and went to Bishop College in Dallas, Freddie Haynes was already there. And Freddie Haynes, in his DNA, Dr. Haynes has that social expression of faith. So just hanging out with him, friends with him, and just hearing his heart for inclusiveness and social mm -hmm. justice and, and that he's preached at our church for more than 30 years mm -hmm. every year. Mm -hmm. And now to see him coming behind Jesse Jackson is really overwhelming for me mm -hmm. to know both of these men and their hearts. They're not just going through the motion. Mm -hmm. This is their life. So, yes, other people, men and women, could have come in behind Reverend Jesse Jackson. But for Dr. Frederick Douglass Haynes III, even his name to come in there mm -hmm. is really amazing. And uh, I look Douglas. forward to seeing the Rainbow yeah. Coalition that has done an awesome job. Mm -hmm. And and Reverend. And Dr. Dr. Haynes and I have been with uh, Al Sharpton with the National Action Network. We, I, I think I've been on his board 10 or 15 mm -hmm. years and mm -hmm. Freddie Haynes as well. And Reverend Jesse Jackson is the one that kind of mentored Al Sharpton. So I'm in the middle of all of this, and it's really blowing my mind. So I can't wait for Dr. Haynes to come to town and to help us to better understand that social expression of faith. Now that we're Christians, we, we've accepted Christ. Jesus is in our lives. What does that mean for what we do in community? Yeah, yeah. And we often, we, we so often hear um, 
people, Christians, uh, saying that just just stay in the pulpit and, and preach the word. Don't get out there because I, I come to I come to hear the word, and that's all I want to I want to do. But there's there's more from what I understand you just say, and, and I, I would agree with it 100. percent There's a much more responsibility than just that. Of, of course it is. When you when you re, if you read the Bible, <laughs> okay. Well, and that's I know people have different understanding when they read it, but mm-hmm. you had Moses having to address the government. Okay. Telling Pharaoh, the head of state of Egypt, let my people go. They, they, here are these Hebrew people in oppression in Egypt. God sends a prophet, not just to preach mm-hmm. in in Egypt, but to go and address the head of state, this government official that's mm-hmm. oppressing people, and address that. When when Jesus came on the scene in the Gospel of Matthew. It doesn't just talk about Mary and Joseph, his mother and his stepfather, Mm -hmm. but it talks about King Herod. It talks about government and that tension between Christ and the kingdom of God with this government official that was oppressing people. Mm -hmm. And so throughout scripture, you see that. And so now we can't just stay in our pulpits and in our churches and don't say anything about oppression and don't say anything about police brutality Mm -hmm. and racial tension and poverty and legislation and policies that don't include brown people and black people and poor people and women. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's of God. So when we get it right with our faith in Jesus Christ, there should be, and thank you for quoting me, Tina, (laughs) that social expression of faith. It ought to show up in community that we can help other people. So, and speaking of which, and I don't want to get too far off the topic here, but what special challenges, speaking of social, and and this is worldly expressions of faith, but what special challenges does the Israeli-Palestinian conflict underway right now, the ugly conflict underway right now, what special challenges does that present uh, for Christians, especially Christian leaders in the pulpit? today. Well, we got to get uh, Dr. Theron Williams in here with <laughs> <Okay>. his <laughs> book on the Bible is Black History to help uh-huh. us to understand uh, that the, um, the, the Jews that are there now mm-hmm. are not the Jews who are descendants of the people we read in the Bible. So I'll, I'll let you bring him in for all of that. That's a different mm-hmm. community that had been pushed out. But does it present a special challenge to to preach or even address it or even acknowledge it? No. If you're going to be, if you're going to understand humanity and Mm -hmm. accept men and women and blacks and whites and poor and whoever, uh, Latinos and Asians and everybody, everybody is human. Then you treat everybody like a human being. I'm mm-hmm. not going to treat you a certain way because you Palestinian. Then I'm going to treat you another way because you're living in the, that land that the people in the Bible lived in in that day. No, not at least not for me. Mm-hmm. We're all uh, we're all created by God, and those of us who claim Jesus as as our savior and God as our father, that makes all of us brothers and sisters. What does, what difference does it make if I'm in Palestine, Israel or Indiana, Mm -hmm. we're Mm -hmm. all children of God and we need to relate to each other as brothers and sisters and be humane towards Mm -hmm. each other. Yeah, indeed. So it doesn't, it doesn't bring any kind of conflict to me because I'm a Christian. How, how are human beings treating human beings? Yeah. Yeah. And that that the humanity seems to have uh, been lost uh, right now. 
uh, at least. Uh, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, just just some of the things. There was a lady that said, if this is part of the human race, I don't want to be human anymore. So, you know, that, that was just kind of telling. But, it, it yeah, it's it's a difficult, it's a difficult one, uh, very, very difficult one. So uh, circling back to, um, you know, what you were saying about Clergy Appreciation uh, Month and appreciation, uh, congratulations and appreciations to you as Thank well. Thank you. I've been doing this for 44 years 44 and pastoring Eastern Star Church for 35 years. Right, your anniversary is so coming you. up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you so very what's, much. So what's going to go on with that, the 35th anniversary uh, celebration? The fifth Sunday of this month, is that the 29th? Whatever the fifth Sunday, you know, <laughs> uh, in the church, we don't do dates. We do Sunday. So the fifth Sunday of October, um, we're going to celebrate pastor and people to Eastern Star Church, 35 years together. Does it seem like it's and, been 35 Oh, my years? goodness. Yeah, I'm old. When no, I, when, you're not. Tina, when I got here, I was 25 years old, uh-huh. and I was, you know, everybody, this young preacher in town, this young pastor, now I'm one of the city fathers. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know you've and, arrived. And all say. my mentors are in yeah. glory. So yeah. I'm oh, like, oh, okay. Lord Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it's been it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. 35 years. Yeah. Our church has grown from a few hundred to oh, 17,000. Yeah. Under and, your leadership. Under and your leadership. Uh, No, it's pastoring people. Pastoring I'm not, people, I'm not yeah. trying to take all that credit. But yeah. one location to three locations. And I think we got a, almost 100 staff mm-hmm. members and probably another 50 consultants. And what we, what we do with housing and food, dealing mm. with food insecurity and financial literacy and education mm. and scholarships. and So it's been a mm. fantastic 35 years. Yeah. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm tired, Tina. Uh, okay, so. no, you're not tired. You're not. <laughs> oh, no. But, but they, yeah. What's that song? I've been running for Jesus a long time, <laughs> long time. and I'm not tired yet? That's no. Tired. I've been running for Jesus a long time, They're not tired. and I'm tired. <laughs> did, did, you know, a, a lot of us who are in different careers, different professions, different callings. Been around a long uh, time, been, too. Been around Long, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know what? We never. You, you have children, obviously. I do. But, four uh, adult sons. Four adult sons. Did you ever think that any of them would follow you into the ministry like uh, Pastor Jay has? Uh, it, no, it was interesting when when Lady Sharon and I came to town mm-hmm. thirty five years ago. Jay Allen was two months old, uh-huh. and now, as you call him, Pastor Jay, uh-huh. he's um, he's got his bachelor's degree from Payne College, his master's from Morehouse School of Religion in uh, uh, ITC in Atlanta, and then working on his PhD right. in African-American preaching and sacred theology at Christian Theological Center. So now he's the pastor of Pilgrim mm-hmm. Baptist Church in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. We, who was thinking that with a two-month-old baby? But, you know, God knew and God knows we're very excited for what God is doing in his life and our other three sons as well. I was going to well. say, any others but, following uh, you into the ministry? That, no, either? no. And they already told me, what's up? <laughs> I won't say which one. Dad, uh-huh. you ain't got to worry about me preaching. I wouldn't worry about you preaching. <laughs> I wouldn't. That was not my yeah. concern and worry. Yeah. But, yeah. no, uh, the Jay Allen, Pastor Jay, has, uh, has a call on his life. It's obvious mm-hmm. and yeah. very insightful. And I, I, I think Pilgrim is happy with him. I've heard from plenty of their members. They're, they're happy, happy with him. Yeah. We have a caller that uh, would like to add. Jeff, you have a, a question for Pastor Johnson? Hey, Tina. How you doing, Reverend Johnson? God bless you. I'm good. Look, even though no matter where we do share one thing in common, we had the same exact name. Oh Lord! And oh yeah, his name is Jeffrey. John. Yeah. You, you and I, and about seventeen thousand other people. You ain't kidding, man! I know about five <laughs> other Jeffrey Allen John. Oh my god! Five others. So, but it's a good name. It's a cool name. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, you know the definition of Jeffrey, right? No, what's that? Peaceable or something? What is it? 
God's peace. So. Yes, <laughs> hallelujah. Okay. okay. But anyway, uh, and I asked this of Dr. Williams, what's your take on some of your fellow uh, evangelicals who tend to support, let's say, I'll be frank, Trump, and things that are contrary to social justice and just basically using the Bible to justify bigotry and misogyny and what's your relationship with it and i'll hang up and this what you got to say yeah I, I appreciate that and it's, it's not just uh the white evangelicals um but man when when you are promoting racism and you're promoting you're promoting racial divide and when you are attacking what in the united states what we cling to with democracy and somehow you're going to twist uh, the scriptures mm-hmm. to try to make it fit that. Mm-hmm. I, I could hear the frustration in, in Jeffrey's voice. Mm-hmm. I have that same frustration mm-hmm. uh, because then people start thinking all the churches are like this. And all we are not all like that. You know, for and I can only speak for Eastern Star Church. We believe in God. We believe in the Son Jesus Christ and salvation in His name and the power of the Holy Spirit. But we also believe in unity. We believe that when God made um, humanity, He didn't make different races. He made one race. That's the human race. And if God is your Father that you claim, whether you're a white evangelical or whatever your religious tradition is, if you claim God as your father, that makes me your brother, regardless of your color, creed, mm-hmm. background, uh, re- regardless of what denomination you are or how much money you make or educational level. And so, yeah, it's, it's very frustrating mm-hmm. because sometimes people look at when churches cling to that racial divide. Mm. And they think, oh, I don't want to be a part of the church because look at it. That's not everybody. That's not all of us. And just so just kind of understanding from without twisting the truth of the Bible that God is for God loves everybody. And and Jesus died for all of us and what that means. Yeah. So but I, I feel I feel Jeffrey's frustration. I have the same even we got the same name and the same frustration. <laughs> same frustrations. Indeed. Yeah. Brother man, go ahead. How are you? Hi, uh, Tina and Pastor Johnson. Thanks for baptizing me in 1989. Oh, wow. You got there right after me. God bless you. (laughs) Yeah, you baptized me when you were baptizing. I know you got a big staff now, and you got other people doing that, but they are blessed. And I thank you for changing my life. I was going the wrong way. Wow. Were you, brother man, for real? Yeah, I was out there. I thought I was God to women. Oh, oh well, no, that's, that's, yeah, okay. That ain't going to get it, Tina. It, no, I didn't get it, brother man. No. Yeah, I have a good time. All right. Pastor. All right. Thank hey, man. That, that, no, that's very encouraging, though. That's a, that's that. I mean, we talking about thirty four uh-huh. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm kind of like the Apostle Paul. He <laughs> he baptized a few people, and then all uh-huh. of his pastors and leaders they did all about. So I'm kind of like that. I used to do all that baptizing, mm-hmm. and we were baptizing hundreds. So I like, I need some help in here. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad that God made a difference in his life, and uh, he was able to see. You got to be careful. Back to that humane piece. You got to be mm-hmm. careful how you treat women. Those are God's daughters, mm-hmm. and God takes that very serious. So I'm glad he 
he got that aha, that spiritual aha wake up moment in his yeah. life. Brother man, brother man tells us some stuff. He tells us some good stuff. So I, I had not uh, heard that one. Uh, so that's that's good. <laughs> that's, well, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad he turned yeah, from that. He, yes, indeed, indeed. So, so once again, uh, Pastor Johnson, uh, this is this is going to be huge because uh, Dr. Freddie Haynes is going to be in town for not one, not two, but three consecutive days for uh, the revival. Yes, uh, at Eastern Star Church. Church. And if you can remind folks, now do people have to, you don't have to you do, have to any do that, anything. You just, come. Just, just come. That's good. See, I, all, I, all these COVID and, protocols. And, and understand, Tina, I, I haven't worn a tie in 10 years. So I, I wore ties this month because oh, it's, wow. it's was National Clergy uh, Appreciation Month. Uh-huh. So I wore ties for the okay. first time in about a decade. So what's the, was, was that a, a statement? No, it wasn't a statement. Just I dressed up just to take my picture. <laughs> so it's if they not, take not my wearing picture, ties. I wanted to look yeah, good. But you know, at our, you've been our church. At our yeah. church, it's it's come as you are. We call it Christian casual. Uh-huh. Come as you are. Uh-huh. So they, don't worry about that. And everybody's welcome. You ain't got to register to do anything. Just show up. Just You just want to be at the right location right, on right. the right day. Well, one location is going to be two, right? Well, but, yes. But yeah. let's go. Let's try it again. Okay. October 24th, okay. the Fishers Campus, right. 8850 East 106th Street. 8850 East 106th Street, Fishers, Indiana. That's on October 24th. Then on Wednesday, the 25th, we're at the main location, 5750 East 30th Street, 5750 East 30th Street, Indianapolis, at noon and 7 p.m. So the first night is one at 7 p.m. The next day is on that Wednesday, noon to 7 p.m. Then when we close on Thursday, we're at the Cooper Road Campus, 5805 Cooper Road, 5805 Cooper Road, Indianapolis, on the northwest side of town, 7 p.m. Dr. Haynes is preaching Every service. And then on Tuesday, uh, DeAndre Patterson, who pastors in Chicago, that's our psalmist. That's our musical guest. He's been coming to us for years. Just anointed. He's been coming to Indianapolis for years also. Very anointed. He's going to do all the singing. Then on Wednesday, Risen. Out of uh, Saginaw, Michigan, mm-hmm. they uh, just—I uh, keep talking about the Stellar Award. They won so many different awards mm-hmm. over the past twenty years, mm-hmm. and they actually just got back together. This reunion tour they're doing, so okay. they're coming okay. on that Wednesday to be a part of us. That's risen, and then on Thursday, Bishop Paul S. Morton Sr., my friend that I stole this idea of multiple locations from. Ah. So all this one church in three locations, Bishop Paul S. Morton, I stole that from him. <laughs> so y'all come on out. Y'all can hear me guilty. repent in front of him yeah. when he gets here yeah. on that Thursday night. Guilty, guilty. Uh, Ron, very quickly, we got to go. Uh, got to let Pastor go. What's your question about food insecurity? Oh. Lovely, Tina. Yeah, you know yeah. I love you. Pastor Johnson, you know I love you. If you didn't, you do it know now because I'm one of your brothers. All right. Anyway, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I attended the uh, 30th Street campus. Then I moved out to New Beginnings on 21st Street. Yes. Anyway, that's not my issue. My issue is you you mentioned food insecurity. Uh, Tina had someone on not long ago who didn't believe in food deserts as much as food apartheid. My question would have been, we just had a, a couple of black guys open a, a grocery store over at 38th and Sheridan. Hallelujah, yes. Why isn't there uh, enough brain trust in our uh, 
religious communities and these pastors getting ready to celebrate this whatnot. Well, I know we got geniuses out at uh, New B. I know okay. we got smart so people. So, so your question, Ron, is why why aren't we doing it? Okay, no, no, seriously, because why, uh, I'm why getting aren't the churches. Church, why aren't the churches? Okay, we have to our squeeze. ministers helping to resolve the issues. With and, and we don't know that they're not. But I'm going to let Pastor Johnson answer that question. Yeah, I'm going to answer real quick. Yeah, hold, I, hold on. Don't see hold Tina's on. body language. I'm going to answer real fast. Yeah, well, I got to get this. It's just one minute, a one minute break. So. WTLC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection. Uh, just past our second hour, our guest, uh, Reverend Jeffrey Johnson Sr., uh, senior pastor at Eastern Star Church, uh, a number of activities and events uh, that uh, will lift you up, no doubt, uh, are coming up at uh, at Eastern Star. And um, we've, we've had a lot of questions uh, for you, uh, Pastor Ron, of course, uh, the question about food. But I do want to clarify, Ron didn't exactly state that right. It's not that the caller didn't believe uh, in food deserts. The caller did not agree with the terminology of food deserts because in his mind the actual the best wording for it is food apartheid because uh, a desert is something that's man that is naturally made uh, and these food problems are man-made yeah, so that's, that was, yeah I understand the intentionality behind exactly, it that it that could be corrected if we wanted it correct I, yeah. I get all that and I don't, I don't trip off uh, the terminology yeah, so well, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that so yeah. people food swamps food deserts uh, so they, I don't I don't trip off that mm-hmm. Um I do appreciate the non-profit on 38th Street, which is actually about four blocks from where I spent <laughs> most of my childhood. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm glad that they're over there. We've been in constant conversation. Eastern Star Church and I've been in constant conversation with them oh, good. about addressing uh, the food desert or mm-hmm. apartheid, whatever you food want to call it. We, yeah, the food yeah. problems, yeah. Um I will say it is a major problem. When Aldi leaves a community, you know it's a problem. When Aldi, yeah. with the, the the cheapest prices in the city, leave. Mm-hmm. So, and when we did our rock initiative uh, at Eastern Star Church with education, uh, financial literacy, housing, affordable housing, and the other things that we do, we didn't want to include food mm-hmm. because. We're not a grocery store. We're a church. And so, uh, but we we put it in there. We've been, uh, Eastern Star Church, and every church in the United States of America gives food away. So to say we don't address the food desert issue, we do. Every, I don't know a church that doesn't get food away. I don't know not one that doesn't get food away. Then we have an urban farm. Oh my goodness! We, yeah, yeah, we grow our own one of the fruit first, and uh, one of the first in the city. Hallelujah to the Lamb! Yes. Okay. <laughs> and we okay, give so that away to people in the community. Uh-huh. We give it away at our care center, and we and during the pandemic, we gave hundreds of thousands of meals away. Yeah. That is not an exaggeration. That's not wow. a hyperbole. Wow. Hundreds of thousands of food we gave away, mm-hmm. and then we opened the Rock Fresh Market. So we had a market 
in Arlington Woods, 46218. Mm-hmm. And, and I shouldn't say had past since. We still have that. And so we, we sought to address that. I've been in constant conversations with the city of Indianapolis of what it may look like. The issue has been with grocery stores, there are not enough rooftops. I don't know about all of Indianapolis. Not enough rooftops in Arlington Woods, 46218, that these big grocery stores can make money. In Fishers, in Hamilton County, where I pastor, they tore down a Kroger and built a Kroger four times as big as the one they tore down because they say the rooftops are there. There's so many people that are out there. That's the argument that has been. So that's government. And now, as Ron was saying, the churches need to come together and get this done. What people don't understand is in most churches, thank God, not Eastern Star Church, but in most churches— 10% 10% of the of the people give 90% of the money. So when you look at these churches, just know I don't care if they got 1,000 people and that means 100 people gave. So you're asking at 10% efficiency not only to address the congregation and community. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. But now you want them to come and build grocery stores. So um, but, I think that's a, a city government issue. That's uh-huh. a state government issue mm-hmm. that now we're trying to put it on a church, and most churches in Indianapolis and the nation see less than 50 people on Sunday. Most churches in the nation on Sunday, it is, that's online and on site, see less than 50 people. 10% of them give, that's five people per church. And you want them to take that five people and then. Why, why do you think it is that so many people like Ron feel as if the pastors have the sil- silver bullet to solve the economic woes of a, a of a community uh, in which we live? Why 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 do you feel that? Because he he seemed very strongly. Why oh, can't yeah. you know they always ask why can't the pastors do this and why? Yeah. So what, what, why do you feel like people? Because some one some of us have performed miracles. Well, <laughs> we've okay. taken five pieces of bread, <laughs> okay. two pieces of fish, and fed twenty thousand people. I, I thought the Bible said five thousand. It only counted the men. That's five thousand <laughs> men. If you count the women and the children, so we've taken five pieces of fish, and I mean five pieces of bread, yeah, two that. pieces of fish, and fed twenty thousand people. So because you've seen us perform miracles. Now you want us to perform these miracles <laughs> every day. So yeah. that's part of it. Others, it, it sounds to me like he has this high expectation mm-hmm. of pastors and ministers and preachers, which is why I'm glad that there's this National uh, Clergy Appreciation Month mm-hmm. because of these unrealistic expectations that mm-hmm. we put on ministers mm-hmm. that really ain't even our responsibility to bring grocery stores to neighborhoods. No, not at all. Final now, question. We're supposed yeah. to vote in November. Now, that is just shoot. If you want some final... grocery stores, <laughs> yeah. did, did, okay. But that was my final question. See, you beat yeah. me to the punch there. But, I mean, we, Com- we yeah, get yeah. food away. We do our care center. We got a, a market. We, we're, we're trying to partner mm-hmm. with our brothers mm-hmm. on 38th Street with the not-for-profit mm-hmm. grocery store. So, mm-hmm. so there are things that are going on. So let's not ignore that either. But what's your final question? Uh, how would you encourage people— 
uh, to get out and vote. Uh, yeah. Your thoughts on vote? How, how can we get people excited and interested in in voting um, that are not excited and interested? Yeah, which, which is really interesting. The season we're in now, when we're looking at what's happening in D.C. and the Congress arguing about whatever they arguing about, and every day, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that somehow turns people off. That makes me want to rush to the polls. I, we decide who's there. So you see that and say, I, that's why I don't vote. No, that's why you should vote. Let's get some credible people with some sense who don't operate in lies, who have some integrity and some honesty about them, and that's interested in equality and community. But the only way you can get them in there is if you go vote. And you have to have a plan. And I know I'm quoting Michelle Obama mm-hmm. because they're they're trying to suppress our vote. There, There's this... This group that tries to suppress the vote of black and brown people. Mm -hmm. We have to have a plan. My plan is always this. I go downtown Mm -hmm. on the first day of early voting. Mm -hmm. When they open. Mm -hmm. They took my picture this year, as they do every year. Can we take your picture? Why you want to take my picture? You're the first one in this county that has voted. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, take my picture then. Mm -hmm. I have a plan because the nature of my job. Anything can jump off in November, and I can't get to the poll. So I want to make sure Sure. I get this out of the way. So the first day of early early voting, when they open, I'm there. That's my plan. All of us need to have a plan. Where is it? Where am I going? What time am I getting there? And then follow through with that plan. Too many people have, have preceded us in making sure with protest and with uh, legislation and everything else to make sure we have this right to vote. Being put in prison and water hoses and dogs sicked on them and all kind of things that have gone on before we got here. And all you got to do is drive down the street and get a vote. So if you want things to change, you can't keep operating the same way if you want things to change. If you want things to change, then you have to change how you do things. And people talk about, well, uh, voting voting doesn't work. How do you know? And you've never voted. So if we all got out and voted our conscience and voted people who are for uh, equality mm-hmm. and inclusiveness and vote for people to have some sense, then maybe things could be different around here. Yeah. Good, good points. All good points. And I, I, I like to say if if your vote wasn't valuable, people wouldn't be trying to take it away. From yeah, amen. You. you know, it's, it's amen. a piece of You're gold right. and everybody wants it. So You're right. but you, you have no idea of the value and, and no. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you idea what you're sitting on by just saying mm, I don't want to. And it's really uh, sad when yeah. the people who came before us got us to where we are and now we're standing on their shoulders as you talk about Freddie Haynes and Reverend mm-hmm. Jesse Jackson mm-hmm. we're standing on their shoulders and they don't do anything? Something wrong with that. Yeah, indeed. Well for another conversation, Pastor Johnson <laughs> indeed. For another, All of that to of say that. come to our revival. Come so to, yeah, come I'm on. Gonna, next time, I'm a, you tell me, I'm going to be prepared to uh, answer all these hard you, questions. You answered them very well, very well. And actually, it all circles back to no, it is. the revival because, the, yeah. you know, these these times of the year, once or twice a year. And, uh, when, and to when have somebody is, like yeah. Freddie Haynes, yeah. Dr. Frederick Douglass Haynes, coming to town to do that. And mm-hmm. let me let me say thank you for what mm-hmm. you mean to this community. Oh, well. And I, I don't, there's no, 
a lot of us don't take that for granted. We know what you're doing and bringing things to, uh, so we can know what's happening in the community and and trying to unite us and pull us together to get something done to help the least, the lonely, and the left out. So I appreciate you very, very well, much. We all appreciate you, and we know what you do. So we thank you indeed, tremendously thank you for that. Pastor Johnson, thank you. All right, God have bless a, your team. Have a blessed revival. I, it, it sounds like it's going to be dynamic. Indeed, indeed. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and be back with more Community Connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we are back with Community Connection. Uh, wow, it was great. Uh, absolutely great talking with uh, Pastor Jeffrey Johnson, Sr., Senior Pastor at Eastern Star Church. Um, a lot of things going on. And again, as he was saying, there's a revival uh, at the church. Uh, the guest, he's going to have one guest for all three days, three different locations. Actually, the guest is going to be uh, speaking twice at one location. Um, the Reverend Dr. Frederick D. Haynes. Frederick Douglass Haynes III, Frederick D. Haynes III, Freddie Haynes. Um, as you know, um, or as maybe you don't know, uh, earlier this summer, as Pastor Johnson and I were talking, uh, well, Reverend Jesse Jackson, um, you know, stepped down as the president of um, uh, Push Rainbow Coalition, and uh, Dr. Haynes is his replacement, uh, or was, or is his replacement, yeah, not was, is, uh, and uh, uh He's, he's just a dynamic uh, a speaker, uh, a phenomenal uh, public servant, um, and very, very much the community, social, and civil uh, activists all rolled into one. He's going to be here for three days next week, uh, Tuesday, October 24th, 7 o'clock at the Fishers Campus, Wednesday, October 25th, uh, 12 and 7 p.m. Uh, at the main campus on uh, East 30th Street, and then Thursday, his final day uh, at the Cooper Road uh, location, 5805 North Cooper Road. Um, so uh, let's go back to, uh, well, the phone lines are open. We can do that. Go back to the phone lines if you like. Um, GT, go ahead. How are you? Good afternoon, Tina. Uh, very, uh, I'm very much uh, very respectful and very uh, honor of um, uh, Pastor Johnson, from afar, uh, I've been here in Indianapolis, you know, for so long, so many years, and I might disagree with him on certain things, but overall, what I see is probably one of the premier uh, pastors who is who I'm a different uh, have a different denomination affiliation, but he is pretty much a good example of an individual who does his research prior to doing certain mm -hmm. things, i.e., voting, mm -hmm. and then when he has a chance to vote early. He does that. He mm -hmm. is an example of what people should do as leaders of a flock, of mm -hmm. a church. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much, uh, pretty much want to acknowledge him that he is one of the outstanding individuals. I might have disagreements on, but overall, he's a pretty much a, a pretty well-rounded individual who mm -hmm. I feel as though is an example, a pillar of Indianapolis, as an example of someone that you know to emulate who does things somewhat in the right way. Of mm -hmm. leadership, mm -hmm. and also as an example of individuals how they should vote and do it early. Because again, we're not promised tomorrow. Mm -mm. Thank you very much, GT. Uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. Uh, have you voted yet? Oh uh, yes, I voted the second day versus he voted on the first day early vote. I voted on the second early voting day, uh, <laughs> and I'm also I did, did my research on the individuals and also the 
the the the the judicial people and the 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 the, the referendums. I did my research prior to. Oh, that's good. What I need to do. So good. I need to make sure that the, and I'm pretty sure that's what uh Pastor Johnson have done. And that's what he probably, he tells his congregants throughout the year versus mm-hmm. some of these pastors probably do not know do don't do that. But again, again, I just want to implore to everybody. Pastor Johnson, again, I, I have disagreements with him, but overall, he is the most mm-hmm. outstanding individual as a leader who's a Christian pastor in Indianapolis. And I pretty much, he's not my pastor, but I love him to death when it comes to his, uh, his example of in the community while he was growing up in Indianapolis and all those churches. He was doing things in the community mm-hmm. from where he was growing up from 25 to wherever he is right now. He was doing things throughout those years in the community. Yeah. And I greatly appreciate that of him. Yeah, he's built quite the ministry. Um, and, uh, yeah, and that's 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 to be commended. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, GT, thank you for voting. Thank you for getting down there. You know what? It doesn't matter first day, second day, last day, last minute. Right. It does not matter as long as you do it. I would like for voting to be a response, not, even, you know, just an automatic response. Like when you sneeze, yeah, you cover exactly. your mouth. I want, you know, <laughs> just automatic. If, if, what day is election day? Primary? When, what? What day is it? Okay, I'll be down. No, no other qu- no, no questions asked. An automatic response. That's what exactly. it should be. We're go- you're going to vote, and all this talk about trying to to convince and 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 lure you into and uh you know it should be uh it should be ingrained in each and every one of us. Hey, vote, vote, vote. Correct. Yep. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, GT. Appreciate it. Um. Like I was saying, our, our good friend from the Indianapolis Recorder, Danny Bridges, is, is coming up shortly. But I wanted to get back to the voting uh, point uh, that um, um, that GT was talking about, that Pastor Johnson was talking about, um, and that, that we talk about every day and going to continue to talk about until there's nothing else to talk about. But um, as, as GT and Pastor Johnson alluded to, early voting is now underway. Uh, you know, right now here in Marion County, uh, early voting is only available at the city county building. It's only available at the city county building, um, which is located at 200 uh, East Washington Street downtown. Now, all of that changes, all of that changes after um, October 28th. Uh, that's when uh, eight satellite um, locations here in Marion County um, will be uh, added. And so, um, again, um, early voting is something that we... But you know what? I, I That's something I feel strongly about, but everybody doesn't always agree on that. And I've talked to some people who I know are staunch voters who, who are very good uh, voters who never miss, they say they like to be in the mix on election day. And I cannot argue with that at all because I know they are so committed to voting, they're so committed to the vote, so committed to the process that they're not going to miss. I'm like Pastor Johnson. I don't know, <laughs> you know, I could get a flat. If I wait till the last minute or wait until I think I, anything could happen uh, that could keep me. So I like to get mine in the bank. But that's just a difference in personalities. If you are committed, to the practice of voting and you like to wait until that day so you can be in the in, you know in in the energy of it all by all means i kind of do both i go by voting places just to see what's going on uh after i've cast my vote but now I, <laughs> I i like to tell i like to joke uh with the um 
the poll workers and the volunteers there. They say, are you here to vote? And, you know, I let them know. I said, yeah, I voted the other day, but I can do it again if you want me. Show me where it is. And they, you know, they kind of laugh. But uh, and I would not do that. I would not break the law. But it's just a, a fun thing that I, I like to do when I and, and it, you know, sometimes, like I said, I'm just curious, uh, you know, is one more crowded than another? You know, what do the lines look like? There are online sites that you can find uh, and go to uh, to learn more about lines and things like that. I just like to do it in person. So I get that. I get that part. Pastor Johnson was saying he just likes to come in studio uh, to do it in person. I get that. And that is fantastic. And, and thank goodness we can all do that. But anyway, uh, here in Marion County, early voting, uh, city county building until October 28th. And then eight more locations are going to open up. Vote.indy.gov. Vote.indy.gov. Uh, is the website for uh, Marion County. Um, the vote centers that are going to be opening up uh, October 28th through November 5th, the vote centers that will open up October 28th through November 5th, uh, the Decatur Township Government Center, 5410 South High School Road, the Franklin Township Government Center, 6231 South Arlington Avenue, the MSD Lawrence Education and Community Center, 6501 Sunnyside Road, uh, the Perry Township Government Center, uh, 4925 Shelby Street, uh, the Pike Library Branch, 6525 North Zionsville Road, uh, right there by the high school, uh, St. Luke's United Methodist Church, 100 West 86th Street, Thatcher Park Community Center, 4649 West Vermont Street, and the Warren Township Government Center, 501 North Post Road, 501 uh, North Post Road. And again, those are the centers that are going to be open after the 28th. Uh, between now and the 28th, you have the option of going to uh, only uh, the, uh, the the Marion County, City County building. Um, the other thing that I wanted to, to make sure that you knew of, uh, especially if you live in Marion County, is that you do not have to go to a designated or assigned um, voting location. You can go to any vote center that is near you when you decide to cast your vote, if you're doing it live and in person, either early or the day of. You can go to any vote center that is wherever you are uh, in Marion County. So. Um, if you're at the Decatur Township Government Center, but you live near the Pike Library branch, um, you can go to Lawrence Education and Community Center on Sunnyside Road. All, you, you can do any combination there, but just know that you are no longer restricted uh, to assigned uh, polling places. Um, they, again, I, I will repeat that there have been uh, callers, one in particular, that says, well, I don't live in Marion County. I live in Hamilton County. What about the voting locations there um, and the dates and things of that nature? All you have to do is go to hamiltoncounty.in.gov. Again, hamiltoncounty, one word, .in.gov. Uh, there will be vote centers in Noblesville, Carmel, Fishers, and Westfield. Noblesville, Carmel, Fishers, and Westfield. Um the uh, the Judicial Center in Noblesville uh, is open now through November 6th for early voting. Hamilton County Fairgrounds is also open now through November 6th for early voting. Uh, the others are going to open anywhere from the 25th to the 28th, and that's in Hamilton County. Again, that website to find out more, hamiltoncounty.in.gov. Um, Hendricks County, uh, early voting locations. Visit Hendricks County, excuse me. Back that up. Hendricks.in.us. Hendricks.in.us. Uh, I'll give you specific hours. Uh, the government center there um, 
is going to be open October 23rd through November 6th. The Brownsburg Public Library is going to be open October 25th through the 28th and November 1st through the 4th for early voting. And the Radiant Bible Church, uh, 420 Gable Crossings in Avon, October 25th through the 28th, and then again November 1st through the 4th. So um, Hendricks County, a little more limited, but still, um, you know, plenty of days if you live in Hendricks County to get your early vote in. If you live down in Johnson County, uh, go to co.johnson.in.us, co.johnson.in.us. Um, the Johnson County Courthouse, 5 East Jefferson Street in Franklin, uh, is going to be open starting October 23rd. Uh, White River Public Library, October 28th. Uh, let's see, uh, all of the rest of the locations are going to uh, open the 28th or later. But again, if you go to visit, I'm sorry, if you go to co.johnson.in.us. Boone County, early voting locations. The website for Boone County is B-O-O-N-E, Boone, boonecounty.in.gov, boonecounty.in.gov. Uh, the Courthouse uh, Square, uh, there uh, in, uh, what city is it saying? Oh, huh, Okay. Uh, Brown Boone County Courthouse, 120 Courthouse Square, 112 Courthouse Square. Uh, now uh, through November 6th, uh, Whitestown Municipal Building, Zionsville Town Hall, Zionsville Hussey, Mayfield, a, a lot of those. So again, um, you can find out. Let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Boone County, yeah. Uh, Boonecounty.in.gov. Han Hancock County, out east, Hancock County. Uh, you can go to Hancock In, Hancock In. Dot gov Hancock in uh, dot gov um, and uh, early voting will be there um, at the um, East Main Street location of the Hancock County Courthouse East Main Street in Greenfield October 11th through November 6th and so on and so forth and so uh, early voting uh, in our surrounding counties and in Marion County, uh, that's the information. Uh, if you didn't hear or didn't get what I was just uh, saying, uh, you can go to our website, praiseindy.com, because Sky uh, has done a beautiful job of putting all this on the website for you uh, to browse and look for uh, for yourself. So uh, that's the thing. But if, you, if early voting isn't your thing, we get that. Uh, please just make plans to vote. Um, as I was saying earlier, uh, we'll, we'll just keep it right here. How about if we just keep it right here and go directly to our sports guy from the Indianapolis recorder, Danny Bridges. Yes, Danny, Danny, Danny. Uh, you know what, Danny? Uh, whenever we have your... Uh, Whenever we have your stinger uh, playing, you always talk about how you're dancing. I think you've been doing a rain dance because there sure is a lot of rain today. Have you been rain dancing? I I hardly do any dancing. <laughs> right now I'm dancing around trying to find a late lunch, and there's not much here at my house. So Ah, oh, you don't cook, I take it. Well, not a whole lot, but uh -huh. there's no excuse for having nothing, right? <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've had nothing many times. I think after times, this call so. is over, I'm going to go seek nutrition. Yeah, but don't go to the grocery store hungry. I've done that before. There's been nothing, and I'm like, oh, i got to go to the grocery store. If you go to the grocery store hungry, you overbuy. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Maybe I'll just get something to eat at the grocery as I'm shopping. How about that? Go, go to Costco and get the samples. That'll fill you up. You know, I, I, get, <laughs> I like Costco for... Certain things, but uh, I'm always in line looking at what people are doing. Another day, I was 
was it Costco or Sam's Club? I can't remember. One of those big box stores. Mm-hmm. And this woman had this gigantic container of toilet tissue. There must have been uh, 50 or 60 rolls. It was humongous. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do in both. And yeah. I thought to myself, I could never do that. Hey, <laughs> so old, would I use it all before I get called away? And B, I don't want my relatives fighting over it at the funeral home because it's so. <laughs> It's so tacky. So, with that being said, I'll keep that in mind about the grocery bit. Yeah, uh, we still need some rain, and it's uh, it's gonna. It hasn't rained all day where I'm at. It's rained enough, and I'm mm -hmm. like you. I'm I've had enough. But no, well, no. There's another round coming, and that's fine with me. You know, no problem. Yeah, we'll be okay tomorrow, though. We'll be okay tomorrow. Yeah. It'll rain today. We'll be okay tomorrow. Uh, nice, nice column uh, this this week. Nice, uh, nice piece. Uh, it's food for thought. I mean, I never, you know, you brought up some interesting points uh, uh, surrounding um, uh, Anthony Richardson's uh, surgery. Um, and, um, you know, things that, I mean, I just, I, I guess when you just assume and have to hear the news coming out, but your article, Richardson's surgical decision shouldn't be made by others, um, is, is like I said, it's, it's thought provoking, you know, which is, I guess what it's supposed to do, right? Well, I hope so. Yeah, I, I look yeah. back at the Andrew Luck situation and there were two schools of thought in terms of, you know, rehab versus surgery. And I went back and forth and back and forth and. I do believe that Andrew Luck made his own decision, and I'm not saying that Anthony Richardson didn't. I think one of the benefits of being a professional athlete is accessibility to world-class health care that many of us, myself included, do not have access to. Now, I'm fortunate enough to have health insurance, but my point is when you are a uh, at the top of your game, you know, at drafted fourth in the NFL draft, you're going to get attention, medically speaking, because the, the uh, your employer owes you a lot of money. They want you to play. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that either. But uh, I sure hope, uh, and Mike, Mike Collin was probably maybe a day late because he announced yesterday he was going to have the surgery, but yet it's still relevant as to how the decision was arrived at. I sure hope he talked to, you know, I said dozens of people in what I wrote, and uh, maybe it wasn't a dozen people he spoke to. Maybe it was more, but uh, more is good when you're talking about your health in terms mm. of perspective. And yeah, maybe many fine surgeons came to the similar conclusion that, hey, you need this, and here's why. There's a difference in your shoulder healing enough to uh, lift up in your daily activities and grab a plate off the top shelf of your cabinet versus sewing a football. Mm -hmm. And obviously the latter of the two is where they want to be. Um, there's no guarantees with surgery to your shoulder. It's the throwing arm. You know, I, I, you never want someone to get hurt, but why couldn't it have been his left shoulder? But the point being is we're not going to know for a long time how this young man has healed up and what he's capable of. And that's, uh, that's unfortunate. And it's, uh, it's the way of the world from the NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL perspective. So there's nothing new in, about that. Uh, Time will tell, but what a week it's been for the Colts. Sunday, they lose at Jacksonville. And by the way, I'm, I'm stealing this from Greg Doyle, who is a fine writer and, uh, like myself, <laughs> an, uh, an animal lover and a dog rescuer. Okay. Uh, a foster dog guy as well, he and I both. But Greg mentioned that on Sunday, they lost to Jacksonville. On Monday, well, just during this week between Sunday and today, you had a loss, a tough loss on the road, pretty well throttled. Uh, you had... 
the announcement of this gentleman's season being over, and hopefully not his career, but yet just this season. Uh-huh. Um, you have a nose tackle on the team who was uh, suspended for performance-enhancing drugs, and some Colts season ticket holders got some mail about next year already. I mean, that's those are all four things that happened this week. Mm-hmm. Now, they can't control any of that, but it was just uh, – and the Grover Stewart thing was just, it's just stupid. Yeah, there's that's all there is to it. The NFL tests for at least seventy ingredients that could lead to a performance enhancing drug. Uh-huh. The players union religiously talks about it in the off season and sends information. If you don't know, don't take it. It's just that right. simple. It's gonna cost him three million dollars. Hopefully he'll get uh his career back on track. And I'm not saying he's done anything wrong. Maybe he was looking to heal quicker. Maybe there's a nagging injury. Maybe he felt that would make him a little bit quicker off the line. I don't know. Don't know the man and he owes me no explanation. But he owes an explanation to his employer. Yeah. And uh that at this point uh his season's pretty well finished. I mean there's there's still more games left in his suspension, but uh time will tell. But to the point about Richardson I really hope that he had the final say. Uh, at 20 years of age, I, I was pretty easily influenced. On the other hand, I hope all the people who were involved in the process did have his best long-term situation at heart. So no reason to believe they didn't. But with the Colts, historically, transparency about injuries has not been there. This case we know about. If you look back, Peyton Manning's neck, Andrew Luck's shoulder, now this but I believe they've been relatively transparent about this one, so I'll give them credit for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we can only hope uh, that that it doesn't alter, you know, his his future. Because with surgeries, yeah. you never know. Well, we we don't know anything about what's going to happen. We saw a very very small sample size of what might have been yeah. in terms of uh, his. I, I keep going back to the fact that he's just a phenomenal athlete run throw jump <laughs> you know all the things he's just he's just he's a freakish athlete that's although i've used that word before and people are like hey that's not a nice word no it is a great word for that it's it's emphasizing how exceptional he is athletically yeah but hopefully we'll get a larger sample size of a soundly repaired shoulder come next spring um I, I know it's probably going to be training camp before you see that guy attempt to throw a football with any velocity. So, as you said, hopefully it all goes as planned. Well, and we we got to believe that if he's getting the best medical care as far as the surgery itself, he's he's getting excellent and the best care post surgery uh, as well. So I, I would I would think so, but yeah. I, I just it's it's a uh, it's not a minor injury. I mean, I'm not trying to be you know Darth Vader here, but it's that's. That's a sensitive spot for a quarterback. Okay, okay, I see. And it, it, it certainly is repairable. It's certainly uh, guys have come back from it, and he may be the classic example of, hey, I'm young, I'm strong, I'll train hard, I'll rehab, and I'll be better than ever. And that's quite possible as well. So yeah. I probably should leave alone the futuristic aspects of all this. But uh, I would say it's uh, keep your fingers crossed, and your toes crossed, your eyes crossed, everyone determined mm-hmm. as far as a uh, healthy recovery is concerned. There's no reason to think he can't at this juncture, but there's also no guarantee that he will. So what were your thoughts on uh, how the Colts called 
that game, the play calling uh, of that game against Jacksonville because I was really, really surprised, and I was just thinking at home in my you know primitive way, why don't they use their running attack a little more? Why not uh, use uh, Taylor and Moss? And they didn't very much. I mean, Minshew was throwing like crazy and not very well actually. One, two, three. How many interceptions? I mean, you know, it just I just didn't understand the the game plan. Well, to your point, and I believe it was Quentin Nelson that made the statement that the Jacksonville had given defensive looks and formations that impeded their ability to run the football. Now, Shane Steichen knows more about X and O's than I ever will. And for that matter, I have to trust a decorated offensive lineman when he talks about formations and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um Fair question, but I'll defer to their judgment on that. Um, I don't know that uh, anything would have changed the outcome on that particular day. There was just so much that compounded against them. I was happy to see Jonathan Taylor turn the afterburners on and run 40 yards really fast with that short pass. That tells me that he has not lost his ability to accelerate, and that's good from that ankle perspective. Still haven't seen enough of him to determine that he is 100% healthy and ready to go. But I think in the in the coming games, you're going to see an emphasis to get him the football more. Uh, but don't be too hard on him, is my comment, is what's with the offensive line? Are they, are they playing at a high level? Probably not. And are they outmatched in some cases? And this weekend, you're going to see a phenomenal uh, Cleveland defense. They put pressure on you. And... The Colts' offensive line is really going to be tested this weekend. Mm-hmm. Colts are going to be tested this weekend. Yeah, um, the offensive line specifically, though, is really going to be tested. That's a bunch of shall I like to use the term grown men on the other side of the football okay. this weekend. Okay, I like Colts. that. I like that. Not that the Colts aren't grown men either, but mm-hmm. Mark Jackson used to say that in the NBA: "Grown man move." And. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's going to be it's always physical when you're playing at the NFL level, but Cleveland has uh, some unique talent on the defensive side of the football. And I'm here to say this: if they can get their quarterback situation, if Deshaun Jackson can recover fully with his shoulder, we are talking about another quarterback and a shoulder injury, they could make some noise as a wild card in the playoffs. That's something that I I feel adamant about. But a lot of games between now and then. And they have to get their offense solidified as well. Pacers opening up next week. Yeah, to me, that's great. I'm an NBA junkie of sorts. Uh, <laughs> I look at the Pacers, and it seems like they have a lot of players that are alike in terms of size and skill. What can you do with that? Um, I think that it's going to be interesting. I think they'll be a little bit better than they were last year. I'm not going to say traumatic. Or dramatically better, not dramatically, dramatically better. I think 41 and 41 is a good goal for them. That's 500. That'll put them in the playoffs solid. But it's interesting to me that they have a lot of players, at least from my perspective, that seem to be like. And I don't know how you determine how the minutes are going to be distributed if you've got guys who are evenly matched in training camp and in practice. But I do know one thing. They've got a coach. I know they've got a, step, a starting lineup that's been established. They've got a great coach. 
And it'll be interesting to see how they play defensively and how they rebound the basketball because a lot of the two was their Achilles heel. When they drafted Shibway from Kentucky, I wondered if he might be able to be a rebounding specialist for them. Big difference in college and NBA in terms of rebounding. He's on a two-way contract, so he's going to be playing for the Mad Ants more than he is the Pacers, at least the initial part of the season. But I don't know. I you know They've got to rebound the basketball better than they did last year or they're not going to have any more success than they had last year. Mm-hmm. I put 41 and 41 up there. I think that's 500 basketball. It's not their goal. They want to be better than that. I think you have to be 500 first. And let's just see where they're going to be. But like it or not, it starts for real on the 25th. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing that. Mm. Wow. Uh, so 41 and 41. Okay. That's, uh, my, that's my prediction for the Indiana Pacers, not just my what I think their goal should be. That's my prediction. Surely their goal is higher than playing 500 basketball. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good luck to the Pacers. Um, you know, fresh well, start, fresh year. Good luck to them. Yeah, I mean, they've, they continue to make the game environment, the game experience, good for the paying public, you know. Uh, you know, if you sit up high, you've got the advantage of a really high resolution uh, television slash scoreboard to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have dedicated certain tickets to a certain structure that are more affordable. Um, the things that they do at, during timeouts and halftime are geared toward kids and fans. So they're doing those things right. I, I'm here to tell you, if this team could ever gel, I hate that word, but I use it, and play better basketball, you're going to find it's tough to get a parking spot downtown near the okay. Pacers. So well, you're we know that. It, you're going to find it hard to get a hot dog and a, and a cold beer uh, at halftime and get back to your seat because people are really going to come out and support it. They, this is a It's a football town. It used to be a basketball town. But the Pacers could make it a basketball town again if they could mm-hmm. kick it into high gear. Don't think that's going to happen this year in that way. But I'll give them credit for making the game experience enjoyable, specifically for families. i tell you what, Danny, a little winning cures all. It really does. Yeah, and it, is, a yeah, it cures a lot of things. Yeah, it makes heroes out of everyday guys. It makes heroes into superstars. But, uh, yeah, that, that cures everything. But, uh, yeah. you know, the schedule, their initial schedule doesn't seem to be overly daunting. Um, you know, I. Uh, it's interesting. They're, based, they're putting their hopes on a team that is going to be built around a guard. And I question that in some respects. I only think of a handful of guys that's ever worked for. And you can talk about Jordan and Kobe and LeBron. Those guys really weren't true guards, but yet still played the guard position a lot. The only guy I ever saw that was a true guard who wasn't really big, and I look back to Halliburton, he's not a big player. He's not big physically, uh, was Allen Iverson. And inch for inch, pound for pound, I always thought he was the best basketball player that I saw. I didn't get to see Oscar Robertson in his prime, so I put that asterisk up there as far as an all-around game is concerned. But to your point, um, yeah, it's uh, it's here, and uh, the fans are out. You're, everybody's 
in first place right now. No one's played a game. Nobody's played a game. So, well, speaking of speak. professional basketball, I just wanted to give a, a shout out to uh, the ABA uh, Indiana Lions. Uh, they are, mm-hmm. as you know, the defending co-champions of the league. The defending co-champions of the ABA. They won it, um, you know, back in uh, March of this year, and so they're uh-huh. you know, they're about to set forth uh, their uh, schedule. But anyway, if you it used to be if you wanted to see the home team, they're they're based in Danville, Hendricks County. They're they're based out there in Danville, uh-huh. but they're right. going to be playing a game uh, for folks right here in the city of Indianapolis at uh, George Washington High School. That's going to be this Good. Saturday at five. So you know, for a you know, family great. friendly, yeah, opportunity yeah, to see sure. the uh, the and defending ABA champ. Basketball, excuse me. There's some good basketball there. I don't like the fact that they use the the uh, the ABA name. Yeah, well, yeah. But that's okay. None of the guys playing are being disrespectful to the old ABA players. I'd rather see them called something different. But to your your point, they played well enough last year to uh, be a co-champion. That's a a heck of an accomplishment. They've got some – I've seen some clips of their games. I have not seen Mm -hmm. a game in person. But I do know that uh, they have been – on the radar for the local fans. And in Indiana, you really can't get too much basketball, even though I still think the NFL has taken over, you know, as far as the, mm-hmm. the focal point of sports in the Indianapolis area. But that's good they're going to be at Washington High School. Speaking of Washington High School, I had the chance to spend some time in person with one George McGinnis a few weeks ago. What? <laughs> yeah, and uh, we talked about so many different things. George, as you know, is a successful businessman here in the Indianapolis community. Absolutely. But uh, he, uh, he's never uh, he, he's never bashful about telling you what he thinks about today's game. Mm-hmm. And we made a deal. We're going to get together and watch a game, and he's going to explain to me what's really happening. I'm going to ask him what I think. <laughs> and we're going to go from there. But I want to shout out to him. George is a unique individual. Uh, he is one of the most politest p- people you'll ever meet. He has a heart the size of a compact car, mm-hmm. and he's always looking to do things for other people. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a friend who's not having a good way to go right now, and he had a George McGinnis jersey, and George was kind enough to sign it for him. So mm-hmm. kudos to George for being a phenomenal human being first and a legendary basketball player as well. Oh, yeah. Well, indeed, indeed. And uh, they don't come any better than George. So thank Yeah, when you, you mentioned Washington High School, I, uh, I had a flashback here real okay, quickly. Okay. But uh, I can remember my father taking me to Hinkle Fieldhouse, and we had to sit up high because those were the best seats we could get because everybody in town wanted to be there for the tournament. And watching George McGinnis and Steve Downing, even uh-huh. up high, eating a hot dog as a young man, I could figure out that these guys were special. And yeah, uh, yeah. seeing them on TV wasn't good enough. My father, bless his heart and rest his soul, made sure we got into Hankel Fieldhouse. We had to sit up high. But uh, I still remember that experience. And I talked to George about it, and he kind of bristled like, well, that was a long time ago. And I said, yeah, but a lot of people like me will never forget it. Indeed. And with that, Danny, I'll let that be your last word, unless there's anything else you want to add before we have to Real quickly, uh, uh, for years, Bill York, Wilson B. York, uh, was the director of media relations for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He also did that for the Colts and the Pacers. It's hard to imagine a guy working seasonally, working all three positions. Bill's fighting COVID. He's 90 years young. 
and he is up against uh, a pretty tough slate right now, but I'm pulling for him, and I'm asking anyone in the Indianapolis community who's worked with Bill York, who has met Bill York, mm-hmm. to uh, think of him as well. All right. Already done. Already done. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. We'll talk with you again next time. Look forward to it. Goodbye. All right. Bye-bye. And that's all the time we have for Community Connection right now. We are always praise, AM 1310 and 95.1 FM, Indy's inspiration. Don't forget about our website, praiseindy.com. Willie Moore Jr. on the radio. He's up next. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll talk again tomorrow. As always, be safe and be well. I'm Tina Cosby, and this is Community Connection. Community Connection.